Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. All right, everybody, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. The legendary Kevin Carr in the house. Kevin, what is up? Oh, not much. How are you doing today? I'm legendary. That's a great introduction. I have not yes. yet been called legendary. So. Legendary. There's a legend in these woods. It's Kevin That's Carr. Right. Yep. Does a legend, you know what in the woods. That is my motto. <laughs> There's a legend in the woods. Not he does you know what in the woods. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's my motto. Uh, so talk to me this. Uh, tell folks about uh, what you have going on. Tell folks about uh, Fat Guys at the Movies and then uh, where they can listen to the show and also um, any social media type things they can follow you at. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I host and had created Fat Guys at the Movies, which is a one hour a week radio program about movies and mostly it's it's me reviewing movies i sometimes talk about topical issues in the entertainment world i I look at the trailers i look at some home cinema recommendations and of course box office so it's a nice little diversion from you know the 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 general talk radio that you hear a lot it kind of gives you a break from you know if you're if you're overdone with sports or politics or whatever you got something not a whole lot of radio shows are talking movies so i'm up there i'm on about 60 or so stations around the united states awesome. uh, if you go to fatguysatthemovies.com uh, actually, fatguysatthemovies.com slash radio you should be able to see a list of stations if you want to find out if it's in your local area and I've been doing this almost 10 years, actually. Wow. Uh, the show started out as a podcast and has moved to terrestrial radio. You can still get it as a podcast on fatguysatthemovies.com every week. And various stations around the country also do call-ins on Fridays uh, to talk about the movies uh, that are coming out this weekend. Cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, any social media you connect on Twitter, yeah, sh- um, sure, Facebook, yeah, or are you scared of being tracked on Facebook? Now maybe <laughs> maybe Facebook's not cool anymore. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I have I still have a Facebook account. I'm not jumping off of it because I'm not stupid and I don't share ridiculous personal information on there. Well, we're mad about uh, Facebook, so we're we're gonna. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Fat Guys at the Movies is my handle on Facebook. You just go. Facebook.com slash fat guys at the movies. I'm there. You can go to twitter.com slash Kevin Carr with two R's and you'll find me on there. I don't spend as much time on social media uh, as as of late. I have uh, had a lot of stuff going on, but occasionally you'll find me on there. You'll certainly see links to reviews and discussions and especially some of the other stations that I'm on and you can find links. And even, even when I'm on, on the air on different stations, you can usually find me uh, with, with maybe a link to the to the radio page and you can listen live on the air. And uh, I mean, I guess I'm also on Instagram 
Does anyone use Instagram anymore? Fatguysatthemovies.com on Instagram. <laughs> I've never used Instagram. I, like, I, I just never bought into that. And I think there are some people that do use Instagram because I know it's a thing. Yeah. Did Facebook buy it? I think Facebook bought it. Yeah, I think they did. They they bought it and then it uh so it could uh, incorporate the the pictures. I mean, whatever I post on Instagram usually goes to Facebook and Twitter anyways. Yeah. So, I'm but, not even I don't I I have a LinkedIn account, but I don't use it. Yeah. I pretty much delete every email that comes from them. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Love it. So, check this out. Terry and the Pirates. You last time you were on, um after the yes. show was over, we chit-chatted about this uh little gem um, it's from 1940. Is the one we're going to be watching this actual serial that was in the film. The it was in theaters. Um, tell folks about Terry and the Pirates. Just just the not the synopsis, but just a little bit about it. When was your first? Um, um, I don't know. First experience with Terry and the Pirates. Well, first of all, you have to understand the difference between the serial and the original. Uh, comic strip because the comic strip is a legendary comic strip by Milton Caniff who started it I believe in the 30s and it was a big adventure uh, sort of like the Phantom or something like that there was this this adventure with this kid and his uh, and a sort of a sidekick a, a, a grown up sidekick he ends up growing up and joining the Air Force and it, it's kind of an action adventure series a uh, comic strip well then they decided to make a serial out of it and they can really kind of made a mess of it <laughs> and that's the glorious nature of this of the the, the serial because you know horrible movie podcast yeah. i love horrible movies i love yeah. cheesy garbage that's on the the cinema screen that's old and this is one of them uh, the, uh, uh, according to legend uh when they showed this to milton caniff he stormed out of the theater after watching yeah. single episode and he said, I just walked out screaming. I so saw that too, yeah. It shows how bad it was compared to the original comic strip. And the original comic strip actually has some some great history. I, I actually know somebody who used to work for, he used to do conspiracy theories and he used to work for the Air Force. And he said that there was thought that Caniff actually had an inside track into some of the high level government work because they'd always have like satellite technology or something like that showing up in the things before it became public. So huh. there's always been that, that the discussion of whether the creator actually had inside knowledge on, on sort of government uh, access. You don't get any of that in the serial because the serial is sort of dumbed down and uh, it's about the uh, Terry Lee, who's the yes. Terry from Terry and the Pirates. He's a teenager who's trying to find his father yeah. uh, who's been kidnapped and he's with his sort of swashbuckling friend, Pat Ryan, no. who is helping him find him in this sort of Asian-ish jungle. Asian-ish. <laughs> um, which if I don't think producer Phil has seen. Did you watch this at all? No, no but I, okay. I love the word Asian-ish. Oh, trust me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. If, if I were amazing. really, if I weren't afraid of people getting angry with me, <laughs> I would I would really talk about how Asian-ish this is. That's so all I'm going to say. Um, with that said, let's talk about the details of this movie. Uh, it's time uh, for some deets, the details of the movie. Directed by Terry and the Pirates, the serial. Directed by James W. Horn. Um, written by a bunch of people, a team of writers, but based on um, Terry and the Pirates, created like you'd said by uh, Milton Caniff, who did, in fact, run out of the movie screaming because uh, he hated it uh, altogether. Um, starring William Tracy... Um, Granville Owen, 
And uh, what was the other big one that I saw on there that was like a huge person? Oh, what, let me talk about Granville Owen. Granville Owen, I don't know if uh, you probably already know this, Kevin, but Mike Fink from Davy Crockett, the Davy Crockett, uh, Disney Davy Crockett show. Remember this? Oh, okay. Uh, he played Mike Fink, who was oh, nice. a, a villain uh, for Davy Crockett. And then um, they become friends later on, and they they actually fight off some riverboat pirates in an episode. Oh, so real pirates a, actually show up yes, uh, elsewhere in, in Davy Crockett. Grand so, Bowens. and I remember uh, growing up watching uh, the reruns. I'm not sure it was like on Sunday afternoon, uh, the Davy Crockett stuff that was on there. Anyway, phenomenal. And then he dies in the Alamo. Anyway, um, Granville alert. Owen. He, <laughs> Gran, hey, spoiler alert. Granville Owen, though, had a big, huge career. William Tracy, not as much. That's uh, t- Little Terry, as we'll call him. We'll call him Little Terry. And he is annoying. My gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, and then a cast of thousands. There's a bunch of other people there in there that are just horrible. A henchman named Blackie. Um, I'm just going to say that. Charles King. Uh, the Tiger, the Tiger Men, or whatever the uh, bad, the criminal element is in this movie. Uh, re- May, uh, release, uh, release date May 5th, 1940. Whoa! Yeah, my dad was one when this uh, was 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 put out. Is this this is the oldest movie we've ever ever done. by far? Well, by far. but it's and also it. got to remember it's a serial, so yeah. it has fifteen chapters to it. Yes, yes, and so they and so it was yeah. played in front of each over the course of fifteen weeks at each theater. But you probably did some bank, right? I don't have a I don't have an actual money amount because I don't know if they were too well. They're probably worried about it. They just didn't keep track of it as much, so. Anyway, there it is. Um, so, tell us real quick. Um, I would like you to do, if you are so inclined, Kevin, sure. to do 30-second synopsis on Terry and the Pirates. Uh, you've seen all the chapters, right? I have. Okay, yes. I watched the first, I think, three. <laughs> Those uh, are the best. Which, the first one's the best. That's an hour, an hour and a half of watching. This is a long, if you were to sit down and watch all of them, that's a long, long haul. So Yeah, it's like 300 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, though all the series are like that. The Batman serials, the Captain America, Flash Gordon serials from the forties. They all they all run fifteen chapters. Zorro, right? The uh-huh. um okay. Are you ready for thirty yes. second synopsis? I'll give you a go. Uh thirty second synopsis. The man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Carr, Terry and the Pirates. Ready and thirty second synopsis, go. Well, after Terry Lee's father, Herbert Lee, he disappears, the young and annoying and whiny Terry goes along with his sidekick, Pat Ryan, to go into the Asianist jungles to find him and has to go up against a guy named Fang, evil master Fang, who is a half-caste. And uh, he is in charge of a bunch of tiger men, which are basically <laughs> guys who dress like Hitler in a white suit and then put on bathrobes and run around with tiger masks on. Uh, and of course, try and they they <laughs> they work together with a woman that they meet and have to fight against the dragon lady and eventually save the day by stopping Evil Fang. Woo! Got it. <laughs> a little over, but you had to get there because there's a lot of story there. The dragon lady uh, and. Damn the Tiger Man! Gosh. Uh, okay, that so I have not seen any part of this movie, not a trailer, yeah. not clips, not nothing. Uh, if there even is a trailer for it, but um, when you said Tiger Man earlier, the vision that came into my mind of what a Tiger Man would look like is nothing. <laughs> that was probably way better than what shows up in this movie. There's <laughs> nothing compared to what you said. Um, what a uh, well, and, but we're we're closing in on a break. But we're closing on a break, but I'll say this real quick. Um. Man, Terry, the little Terry, um, you had said this when we were talking over email about this. 
um, he gets to be very annoying. Oh. Um, that is... He's uh, very G-Wiz. Uh, Let's go. G-Wiz. Oh, Pat. Oh, Pat. What are we going to do? And then Pat is kind of swashbuckling. Um, Fang is a, a very seedy character, and he's uh, not someone who, I'm going to say it this way, would not be on, he would not be on television or a movie today in the character yeah, he is. It's very Asian-ish, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Total yellow face. Yes, uh, pretty yeah. rough. And of course, you got to remember, this is right around World War II, so yellow face was very popular back then. Yes, it was. We'll talk more about that when we'll be right back. All right, so we're back, and let's talk about the plot here, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, my friend, lead us off here. Tell us a little bit about um, you were, how old were you when you first saw this? Well, th- there's a real interesting story for myself as to how, how I stumbled apart on this, uh, this serial. I was showing my kids, I do movie marathons with my kids where I show them all these different movies. Like we watch all the Superman movies one time and we watch all the James Bond movies and I was going to, we were doing Lucasfilm. So I wanted to show them all the Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be neat to, because I show them like cartoons and trailers and extra stuff in there. I said, wouldn't it be neat to find some of the old serials that George Lucas based Star Wars on? And everybody knows Flash Gordon was one that he had, had based it on and everybody knows about Kurosawa's films so I was looking for some some serials and a lot of them are really terrible and I stumbled upon this one and it and it was remarkable as to how much this is like Star Wars now just go with me on this it's got a young annoying whiny blonde teenager okay sounds like who, uh, someone we know <laughs> who pairs up with a swashbuckling older dark-haired roguish gentleman sounds like a character in- harrison ford might play yeah pat ryan <laughs> and their sidekicks along the way and this actually is from the old the comic strip there's a very short these are asian guys mm-hmm. uh the very uh, short asian guy who, guys who, who doesn't talk a whole lot and a tall guy who talks a lot more and and they're sort of the sidekicks through this whole thing. Uh, there's also, and and let's let's not just talk about Star Wars in the first couple season, uh, episodes. You've got the episode one. The bad guy is a yellow face Asian character yes. who is trying to manipulate the politics of the region. Mm-hmm. They're trying <laughs> to find a, at one point they do try and find a, a kidnapped person. Uh, not princess, but the kidnapped daughter of of of, uh, of, a, of a guy, and they're trying to, of course, find their older gentleman who has become who has a history with Fang. And on top of it, there's even a scene where they fall into a pit of uh, like like sort of like a it's not a garbage compactor, but we'll say it has an alligator in there, so it has a sea serpent, and they all have to escape before the walls start closing in. It's kind of reminiscent of a movie I've seen before. Um, yes, yeah, it is remarkably like Star Wars. Remarkably, and it's it's and if you watch it, and even then, and and if you watch this, and then go back and watch like Phantom Menace for all the complaints about the Trade Federation, you get what Lucas was doing. He was making these characters, which are common archetypes from these uh, serials. He was basically putting them in a modern movie. He just could never admit it publicly. But he he also he Lucas would lose like especially on the new on the uh, the new the prequels. It's like the people don't want to watch uh, this um, Galactic Congress 
really delegate. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the motion passes, and so yeah. moved, and all the yays have it, and all the gungans celebrated. Like they don't like. I, he missed the tone of. I know this isn't the George Lucas show, but like he yeah. missed the tone of of, the, of those middle movies because it became. No one wants to hear about the bureaucratic uh, back scene stuff. It's kind of interesting he sure. did that. You but. don't get the bureaucratic back scene too much in, in Terry and the Pirates, though. But there is certainly some meddling from Fang. Fang, <laughs> um, he is a he is a serious dude. Um, he is it the not the governor. Who's the guy that he throws a knife at and stabs early on? Oh, I can't. Uh, like the uh, no, he's, he's he was like the mayor, not the mayor, the or governor, sheriff, but he's the guy. I don't know if no, he's, he, I can't no, remember. the governor's a the lot. Old fat the, guy who's sitting on the the porch all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so Terry and the Pirates, the first chapter. Let's talk about the first couple chapters here. Terry and the Pirates uh, into the Great Unknown. It, folks, if you're listening in and you want to hit pause on this, if you're listening on the radio, I'm sorry. Um, maybe don't drive and watch a YouTube video. But if you go on YouTube and you type in. Terry and the Pirates into the Great Unknown, you will in fact find a very recently uploaded, just saying, uh, recently uploaded uh, chapters. All the, I think all the chapters of this thing, um, which you had said that some of them have been taken down. Someone has so graciously uploaded them. And they are from like, I mean, 1940 is quite, kind of a, a while ago. So. You know, and it was cl- it was Columbia Pictures, yes. and I think it's in public domain now. You can actually find it on some like Roku stations that do public domain stuff. You can find it on archive.org, uh, the okay. Internet Archive. So, so it's just yeah. I don't know why they they've taken some of them down. So I'm not trying to be uh, uh, Kevin, Jack, and the Pirates here for you to pirate things, <laughs> folks. But I'm just saying that um, they are available if you want to go back and watch this. It is entertaining to watch. Um, hard to watch. Little Terry um, do his thing. Um, we talked about this. Uh, Terry Lee's dad is Dr. Herbert Lee. Um, mm-hmm. He's a doctor of archaeology, Something we're assuming. Like or you think the ladies just call him Dr. Herbert? <laughs> well, you know. Does he even have a degree? Who knows? He doesn't. It's just a, it's a, uh, uh, it's a uh, degree of something um maybe his middle name's herbert and his first name is dr and that's just how he, herb. how he goes on. <laughs> herb. um so uh terry lee and pat ryan the han solo character terry lee is the luke skywalker character let's just say it that way he's the luke yeah. skywalker character um he is very gosh, he's a lot very, like you said he's very robin from the 1960s batman golly yeah. g g willikers um and they go to Pat Pat Ryan and him go into the Asian ish jungle, as you say. <laughs> it's obviously a soundstage somewhere in LA, right? I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. And they go into the jungle to find his dad, who they're supposed to meet up with um in this village. Yeah. Um Darth Fang is in charge of the village, <laughs> uh Master Fang. And uh he he's trying to get to the what is it, the Dragon Lady's temple? Yeah. Now the dragon lady's from the original comic strip, and so yeah, that's the thing. She comes in later, and he's, he's trying to control the villagers because she's seen as a uh, as almost a deity, I believe. Oh, and so he. It's a little confusing, and I mean, it's it's a mishmash of garbage in the in the plot. And that's probably what made Milton so angry, Milton Caniff, whenever he saw it originally, because that his his comic strip, and you know, you got to think that guy, you know, he created this, and then to see it not how he thought it would be. Why wouldn't they ask him what how, what they wanted? He wasn't a big enough person to dictate that? 
Well, these are oftentimes done on the cheap, and they also have a very specific... Uh, you know, they cranked these things out. Even go back and look at some of the old Captain America ones. They're really low rent. Mm. Uh, one thing that's funny about it is Terry, because, of course, they have to do everything nicey-nicey, and they have to have sort of like, that was the Hayes Code back then. So, like, Pat Ryan could, like, fight and use a gun. Terry never uses a gun. Well, he shoots just randomly, but he never kills anybody. There's literally a scene where somebody's ready to kill Pat, and, and Terry disarms him, by cutting his suspenders and having his pants fall down. Oh, well, oh, got him. <laughs> That's Zoinks. a WWE finishing move if that, I ever saw that one. That is, you know? and then bonk him on the head with a coconut, and we call it good. Um, yeah. The um, Gosh, there are some really bad dialogue in this, too. There's a point where they meet someone, and it's really funny because the guy's like, uh, Pat Pat Ryan's like, I'm, I'm Pat Ryan. I'm uh, uh, Dr. Herbert Lee's assistant. And uh, yeah. this is Terry, his son. And the guy, his here's the dialogue, Phil. Producer Phil, you haven't seen this. He goes, well, Terry, you're one heck of a boy. <laughs> oh, my. Like, what? <laughs> like, this weird, like. I can't be extradited from this strat- place, Like, yeah. slapping on the back. Like, this weird, like, who wrote this? Like, what? <laughs> and what? This is weird. Anyway, a lot of gullickers. Well, the- go ahead. There's one other thing that's, and you get this in the first episode. And this is something, if you have this in a movie, it immediately jumps up, in my opinion. There's a guy in a gorilla suit. Okay. I was, I was, now, is this supposed to, was that supposed to be a gorilla? In my notes, I put it, he was a man beast. Yeah, they they, they they were really loosey-goosey on what was a gorilla. Yeah, it was. It looked like the – if you've ever seen The Ape, the old movie, The Ape from 1940, yes. it looks like it's the exact same outfit. And and yeah, it's, a, it's it an, and they was. carry – they follow it around, and they send it to go attack Pat. And he like – I mean, he really goes after Pat at one point mm-hmm. in a very disturbing way. Right. He, uh, but, yeah. He jumps, but yeah, he guy jumps in a on him suit. and he yeah. shows up. Pat fights him off. Um, they have a, a they've trained him right. He, they're controlling him. They have this whip that they control this animal with. And the gorilla yeah. guy, in the the guy in the gorilla suit, it's really funny because it literally is like that, where it's got the eye eye hole cut out area, <laughs> and you can see the human's eyes behind the. It's like uh, it's bad. That's painful. But it's 1940, yeah. I guess. We have to suspend some disbelief, right? Suspender some disbelief. Yeah. Suspenders. Um, yeah, right on. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the plot here. Uh, they go into the jungle. Um, they um, w- at what point do they meet up with Her- Doctor Herbert Lee? Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't know exactly which episode it is because with any of these serials, it, it you kind of get all, all the stuffs established in that first episode, and I think about four in, you get to the Dragon Lady. But then eventually they have to do 15 because oh. they're contracted to do these. So they just tend to just sort of run in circles a lot of times. you got the henchmen, you know, as dragon people with bathrobes and a le- leopard mask on. Um, leopard mask was nice. Yeah, the tiger men, even though they're not tigers. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew back in the 40s, though? We didn't know what animals were. Or... Yeah, there's a whole side plot where they have to... Um, there's this there's this uh, icon or, or some big statue that has it they put a tape recorder in there to sort of because always the natives are all stupid in these things no no one knows anything and so they're like they're like trying to control the masses there uh and 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 that's sort of like part of what what the dragon lady's doing to try and control the t- uh, why they're trying to control these people is also beyond me i never quite figured out what the point was to control you know, just people in a village. Do you think it's boredom? You think these people that have become in charge are just 
are just that bored. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't want to uh, say that North Korea is this way, but do you feel like maybe <laughs> Kim Kim Jong-un is just bored with... You mean, uh, well, maybe Kim Jong-un is, uh, is Fang's uh, long-lost oh, relative. That's wow, now there's a possibility there. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, wow, I digress there big time. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to reality here. Um, reality of the sacred temple of Mara that uh, the dragon lady is in charge of. So um, they, they basically in the end, how does this thing wrap up? Well, they do. They do end up um, sort of saving. Well, I don't want to give too much away because you have to push through all fifteen episodes. But of course, Terry and Terry and Pat they survive to the end because they have to. And you know, that's the other thing with these with these uh, episode breaks is. You're like, oh, are they going to die? Tune in next week when Terry and Pat do. Well, of course, they, they, you just told me they do this next week. Of course, they get of out of whatever they, scrape they're in. Yeah. But of course, they do find um, there. There is a possible defeat of Fang. There is a possible of uh, a possibility of rescuing uh, the the natives and the white settlers uh, to you know to have the freedom uh, and and getting the comeuppance to the Dragon Lady and and Fang and and all of his you know weird. You know, weirdly similarly dressed henchmen. Well, it's a it's a very uh, secret society type group. These uh, tiger men uh, that he that Fang has assembled, and he 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 rules over them with an iron fist. The governor is a, is scared of him as well, and I'm yeah. not sure how he became. He's the settler. They they call them the settlers, right? Aren't they? They call the the settlers that have come the in white settlers, the white yeah. settlers that have come into the region. Uh, but he is in uh, he's in charge of the uh, the whole quadra, quadra there. Um, well, very cool. Um, I uh, what are some of your favorite uh, serials like this? Like th- this is obviously not the standard for what Kevin Carr thinks a good serial <laughs> is, right? I mean, you you like classic film? Would you say that you really like classic film? I, I like classic film. I tend to lean more towards the genre stuff for like the older stuff. I mean, I love like the old Universal monster movies, and and of course there's like the big classics. You know, you've got stuff like, uh, you know, Citizen Kane's a good movie, of mm-hmm. course. You know, Gone with the Wind's a good movie. All these you know movies from the 40s and 50s. I like a, a little bit of the more whimsical stuff. The stuff that I grew up watching either on TV on Saturday mornings or when I'd go up and visit my family in Cleveland and they'd had Superhost on there and they'd do like uh, Laurel and Hardy movies and, and and the Three Stooges. That's the kind of stuff that when I see old movies, that's what I, I have an endearing thing to. Not, you know, sweet little, you know, like Sullivan's Travel's great, but that's not what I gravitate towards or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, in terms of like serials, this to me is probably one of the most entertaining ones because it is because of the star wars connection because it is so out there uh, the, the other ones that are really good uh, there's the old batman serials right which actually rift tracks did did uh the the, the the one of them not the one that's racist with <laughs> the japanese as the bad guys right but the one with the wizard they did the batman and robin serial all 15 episodes i've been pushing to try and get them to rift tracks uh for them to rift terry the pirates because i think they'd have a blast with that there's the uh original superman serial with kirk allen mm-hmm. uh which is actually very interesting to watch and then and then a lot of them start a lot of, there were so many of these done like even the captain america ones are not all that exciting and there's one there's an old one i think it was called i forget which one it was but actually leonard nimoy's in like some martian invader one i i showed my kids once bits and pieces so you can find tons of these old serials on youtube and because their rights are either 
nobody the, knows who has the rights. It's been sold off, or it's just kind of gone into the public domain because they weren't copywriting that stuff back in the 30s and 40s. Uh, it, it, you can have a lot of fun watching these. It's tough watching all 15 episodes at once, but they're great things. Uh, well, uh, go ahead. We go. found some pictures of of the old. Uh, I didn't even know there was a 1940s serial for Batman where Jack and I are both huge Batman fans, but yeah. um, man, the outfits that they were in, like the Batman and Robin outfits are very um, clothy. The cloth, <laughs> the, yeah, and the cowl, the ears kind of point out to the side. It looks like he's a Martian. Yeah. Or I tell you what, uh, we're in where we're recording from is near Branson, Missouri. And oh. there's this whole um, culture uh, around Branson, especially at Silver Dollar City, which is the big theme park there. Of these, no. uh, this group called the Bald Knobbers, and the Bald Knobbers were oh they were moon, they would they would they would make moonshine, and then they would burn people out of their homes, and yada yada yada. This Batman's hat looks a <laughs> lot like there's a ride there called Fire in the Hole, and Fire in the Hole is like is from the sixties, like this ride is. So there's a lot of weird like you know stuff in in this ride. And it looks like his hat looks a little bit like one of the bald knobbers ha- uh, wow. uh, masks from the uh, ride. So yeah. The great thing about the Batman serial as well is like Wayne Manor looks like your typical suburban house. It's not. <laughs> well, and no, the no, bad no. guy's the wizard <laughs> and he's in a mansion. But but Wayne Manor is just like a house that like I would live in. No. And, and, and the Batmobile is just like a Studebaker. I mean, he's just driving around. And like at one point, they literally just pull in the driveway and Batman and Robin hop out and run into the house. And I'm like, don't they have a nosy neighbor who's like, I figured out who Batman is. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and that, Batman must just be coming by to pick up some uh, laundry or something that he did at his what, friend's house. What, what's the nature of these shows? Are they, they're not serious, right? Like are, they're kind of whimsical. Well, and... they were serious back then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're wow. real serious. I, I, mean, I mean, they were made for kids. My dad told yeah. me about these movies, these these serials, and and I he'll like, oh, I remember this. He told me once, like when I was a kid, he was telling. He didn't even remember what serial it was, but he told me the thing about the guy cutting suspenders, and I'm like, then when I saw that, I'm like, that must have been the serial my dad saw, Terry wow. the Pirates, or or one time Robin, they throw Robin into a trash can in this Batman and Robin serial, and I remember him telling me about that. Of course, Robin looked like he's 35. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he a little like bit of a boy receding, wonder. He has a little bit of a receding hairline <laughs> in this picture we're looking at here. So He is the boy mannish wonder. I, I would say ba- that Batman, again, this is not making fun of the character. Uh, we love the character, but uh, just the yeah. time piece, the, the time period that it was in. But he looks more like the tick than, than he does like <laughs> Batman. <laughs> That's good, and his boy, that mask is rough. He's out, you can tell it won't stay up on his eyes, and yeah. so he's having. Oh yeah, because he like keeps weird. lifting his chin. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, you got me inspired to watch that though. Like, I, I, I don't know that I'll watch Terry and the Pirates, but uh, I might check. Just out the- watch. The, you don't even have to watch. Just watch the first episode of Terry and the Pirates. I okay. implore everyone okay. go watch the first episode. It has everything. Whiny Terry. Pat, uh, you know, doing something weird with the guy in a gorilla suit and that thing, you is, know, Fang, yeah. the half cast, everything's in there. It's amazing. Um, cool. And Terry and the Pirates, gosh, I um, yeah, Terry is one of the more whiny characters I've ever seen in my whole life, and oh, just yeah. the way he is, it, it's it's very Gallagher Willikers. He's a kid. He doesn't necessarily look that much like a kid. He's just like a short guy. But anyway. Um, he actually died yeah, pretty young. How old, how old was William Tracy when he did that? I have to look that up real quick. Um, I'll tell you what. When we come back, we will uh, talk about that. I'll have that pulled up. And then we'll uh, finish this thing off, brother. See you in a sec. All right. And we're back. So um, we were talking 
about Terry Lee. We said that he was 23 when he was playing. Not Terry. The actor playing Terry Lee. William Tracy. William Tracy was 23 when he was playing young Terry. Do you feel like they were how old? How old were they playing him up to be in this movie? Well, a kid, I, I, right? In the in the comic strip, he was a teenager. So, I mean, I I'm assuming he was like 15, 16. That was what the age what they they were going for. Yeah. And it's not like it was that big of a, a leap. I mean, he was kind of doing the Michael J. Fox thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, but they 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 gave him, and it's so hard to judge for with two thousand six or two thousand eighteen eyes. What was going on in 1940? Because they just did that, like you said, that G. Willikers, oh, golly, G- no. oh, my gosh, Pat, you know, <laughs> yeah. which which really kind of played him up as a kid. But then again, you watch some of these old movies and you got kids. That's how they had kids in high school acting. It's true. In, in, in older films and stuff. <laughs> Interesting, you, we pointed out that uh, we we're talking at, uh, during the break that uh, William Tracy, he died at age 49. Yeah. Uh, died very young. Well, but also the guy who played Dick Curtis, who played Fang, also died at age forty nine. What? Uh, he was older, but yeah, they both died at the age forty at age forty nine. Wow, it's a conspiracy that if you work on tearing the pirates, uh, you die at age forty nine. <laughs> Grant now Granville Owen was uh, was not that age, so he who played Pat Ryan, who Pat Ryan. Every time I say Pat Ryan, I think of um, Buddy Ryan. Uh, he's. This is not the. You know, this is not Buddy Ryan or uh, what? Are, what's his kid's name? What's uh, what's his face? Coach, coach the Jets. Why can't I think of this? Not Rob Ryan, but his brother. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, I digress a lot. I don't know sports. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> I, I don't speak sports. Buddy Ryan. Either. Buddy Ryan was a head football coach for a, a, a long time. He passed away recently. But anyway, sorry. Pat Ryan. No relation to Buddy Ryan. Well, Pat Ryan was a fictional character too. So, oh, that's true too. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I can make up uh, some fan fiction here. That's actually he mine. emerged from the comic strip and yes. the, the serial to <laughs> to give Sorry. birth to Buddy Ryan. But Buddy Ryan was born. He was six when Terry and the Pirates, the TV show, or the serial. Came oh, out. so it wouldn't have made sense. This is his death. All right. So, okay. Um, what are some goods and bads from this? Let's talk about the goods first. For you, Kevin Carr. Uh, Audio legend, what, what, um, what are the goods for this thing? Well, I would say the goods are the fact that it's coherent. Okay, I mean, as as incoherent as these tend to be, it is coherent. You can follow the story, and it has stuff actually going on. Like I said, some of these old serials tend to just sort of circle the drain, and they're not very good. Uh, this one actually is weirdly watchable. Uh, you know, maybe not all fifteen episodes in one sitting, but it certainly is fun to watch. And the riffing potential, the goofing off as you watch it potential, yes, is good. Uh, also, what's good about it is it's something that not a whole lot of people know about, so it's something you can discover, as opposed to, uh, you know, everybody knows who Batman, Superman, Captain America are. Nobody knows who Terry and the Pirates are, and maybe it'll get you looking at the old episodes as well, or the old comic strip, just to see how vastly different it is. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Have you checked out the comic book? I wasn't even aware that it was a comic book until I was doing some research on this. But You know, I never have. I, I never have read Terry and the Pirates. I almost don't want to taint it. I don't want it to suddenly be yeah. look at something great and realize that the garbage I'm watching that I find <laughs> so entertaining uh, is really an affront to its existence. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what would be the bads then? I mean, if you were uh, saying that, what... Well, I'm just uh, now. Let's put this in a, in the context of it was made in 1940. 
with yeah. the with the limitations of everything in 1940 because there was actual Hollywood money that was put into this. You know, I mean, there was yeah. some, I mean, it's low budget, yes, but they did spend some money on it. But what are the bads putting it in context of it being from 1940? Well, I think the bads is is and again a, a trapping of the genre of a serial is it's 15 episodes long. It would be far more entertaining if it was like six or eight. Mm-hmm. Because I think they could have told because um, by about five or six episodes, you, you just start them running in and getting in a scrape, and them and them escaping, and it, it gets very repetitive as you go on through the through the the the, the series. So that's that's a bad thing. Also, the, the, even some of the episodes they have to be at least fifteen minutes long when they would show them in theaters. So I, I you do tend to get them to stretch it a bit, uh, you know, and all the other stuff that's bad, you know, bad acting, bad scripts, uh, you know, racist characters, yeah, uh, guys in a gorilla suit. Yeah. Those are all to me, you know, gems at this point. There's a line and I use this a lot in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Belloc says you can take this, this pocket watch. It's, it's worthless. You can get it from a vendor in the streets, but you bury it in the sand for 10,000 years and it becomes priceless. Yes. And to me, that's what happens to a garbage cereal that then's buried in the sand for what 70 78 years you take yeah. it out and it's and it's now just highly entertaining that's fun um i will say this too the way that people consumed media then is so we have come a long way in just how things were consumed i mean this was would you and you correct me here on this but the it's done in a serial form in the film in in, in a in a theater because I mean, television. I mean, wasn't anything near what what it is, and I mean, yeah, the, television it, didn't exist right back when right. it came out. So, so it's they had yeah. radio. Um, vaudeville had died by this point. Yeah, and and sort of the way these serials worked, it was it was all these Saturday afternoon matinees. And I even remember talking to my dad when he would go to the he talk about when he'd go to the movies. The way movies used to work uh, down for like Saturday afternoon stuff is they would have a cartoon and trailers and a newsreel and a serial, and then they'd have the feature. And they would just play it continuously. They'd have it all in a loop, and kids would buy a ticket, and you could sit through the movie twice if you wanted to. You could literally sit there and watch the whole block over and over again. So it wasn't – you didn't have the showing times. I mean, they, were, they existed, but they were a little more suggestive. And so it was more fun for kids to get together and go to the serial and maybe they'd watch the movie and then they'd stick around and watch the cartoons and the, and the, they didn't care about the newsreel, but they watched the cartoons and the serial uh, and maybe watch the feature again. So it is sort of this, it's this remnant of old time Hollywood that we don't have anymore, uh, but, but has a... Um, it has a place to live here on YouTube. As as much as YouTube has problems, mm-hmm. it, it it provides a, a a a great resource to find some of these sort of lost things that that people before and you couldn't find this thirty years ago or twenty years ago. Right. The only way you can find this now is people had someone ended up with videotapes and then ended up getting these things put online, like real the real video though, or something they they how would this end up something they taped off of. Like, well, they would. They well, people. They're film collectors, and I know people who have. Uh, you know, these are one reel movies. You know, they were fifteen minutes long, or maybe twenty five. Maybe it was a large reel, or they maybe had two reels for the first one. But uh, you know, people collect the old old cinema. They have these archived places, and 
and once you got to the point, yes, you could transfer them to video. Uh, but I mean, I know somebody locally who has this massive collection of trailers and videos and cartoons and all and, and films from the you know years and years ago, uh, and that's that's how people found them. And then, of course, you transfer them to video, which they have po- uh, ability to do that. Right. Right. Um, man, it's crazy. So, if you were gonna let's let's compare this to other serials you've seen, if you've you know, as Zorro at some some level, right? You've maybe probably seen the old Zorro serial stuff, or um, yeah. Um, I mostly remember Zorro from the old Disney TV show. Okay, Bat- Batman though. Well, we talked about I've the Batman seen, serial yeah. and Captain America. Captain so, America, which if, isn't as Captain America y as as you'd think. Also, Flash Gordon. Those those were those were big ones. I gotta find you know. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's. What's neat is is finding, like I said, they're they're all kind of tough to watch sometimes, but but yeah, they're they're fantastic pieces. Okay, so if we were going to compare this one to those, which would be the the contemporary, and then and then and then kind of frame it up with when it was made, and also maybe its source material being something that was popular, maybe uh, the comic strip. What would you rate this? Uh, horribles on our show, we rate one to five horribles. One being, you know, bad. Five being mm. just catastrophically bad. Um, just, uh, you. last time you were on, we did Halloween 3. Um, yes. Which was uh, rough, to say the least. Mm. Um, what was the Halloween 3 song? What was the song? Oh, eight more days till Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful, but I love it. Okay, yeah. so that was it's pretty so bad. Hard so how many horribles? I, 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 one out of five horribles? Yeah, five's the worst. Okay, I, I would say, I, I would, uh, well, what, what do you mean by worst? Because to me, this is all good, <laughs> bad stuff. That's the hardest thing. We know, to, it's, uh, we know it's on the scale, though. I, I'm saying we know that it's on the one to five scale. It sounds okay. like it might be going one, but you're th- but you're set, but you're gonna give it um, a little bit of cred because it is what it is. So even if you started closer to a one, it's got some nostalgia fun, like you said, it's a gem because it's been you know it's buried treasure basically. Yeah. So you you think it would be there? Would you even rate it on that scale? I I, I find it hard to rate it because it's not it's 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 it is terrible. So I mean, on one hand, it's it's really incompetently and goofily done. So that would be like like four horribles, but it's it's <laughs> incredibly enjoyable to watch, and you know, have a couple of adult beverages with some friends and make fun of it, and suddenly becomes not horrible at all. So that'd be it'd be like one. So so, so it's it, a one and a four at the same time. It's okay. like the Schrodinger cat. That's the first dual rating we've we've gotten on the show. So Gone with the Gone with the Wind came out in 1939. Yes. I do this on the show where we'll be like, uh, if it's a 90s movie that's supposed to be like an action movie, but it's horrible, we'll be yeah. like, well, you know, Jurassic Park came out in like 1993, and it looks realistic, so this thing has no excuse. One of those numbers. Gone with the Wind came out in 1939. Now, the budget, slightly different, wouldn't you say, probably? Oh, yeah. When did there, the might wi- be, there might be a little bit di- Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a slight difference between. When did the Wizard of Oz come out? When did Wizard of Oz came out? In, is it 1939. It, they were okay. up against each other for best picture. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, again, come on now. If we're going to put this in context. I'm, 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 okay. just, I'm joking, I'm gonna, by the I'm way. Gonna, I'm going to blow your mind here. Okay. If gun to my head and they said, would you rather watch Gone with the Wind? Oh, my gosh. All four hours. Oh, well, I don't want to watch that. Or four hours of Terry and the Pirates. 
I would choose Terry and the Pirates every well, time. I, I've had that conversation with my wife. The first half that if you're watching the Gone with the Wind VHS, it's the first tape, right? So like the first VHS tape of Gone with the Wind is actually I think all right. I think it's watchable. It's pretty good. The second one is yeah. awful. I, I I can't get through the second. Oh yeah, after gone. Reconstruction, it it kind of just circles the drain. It's it's just <laughs> yeah. What about this? I mean, birth- I respect the heck out of Gone with the Wind. It's a great movie and it's groundbreaking. What about? But this- I would rather watch Terry and the Pirates. Well, what about what about this? What about this versus Wizard of Oz? Oh, I mean, well, and Wizard be honest, I'm not being judgy. I, I'm the least judgy. Yeah. Don't don't think I'm judgy. <laughs> I love the Wizard of Oz too, so yeah, I, I love the Wizard of Oz. But um, yeah, I mean, I, clearly, the Wizard of Oz is a better movie than Terry and the Pirates, but entertainment value is different. It's like it's like Halloween versus Halloween three. I love Halloween three, and that's <laughs> as much as I love Halloween because we talked about this last time. As much as I love Halloween, it's an intense movie to watch, whereas Halloween 3 is a lark. It's sort of like, it depends on what's going on in your life. If you want to see something that's really well done and powerful, yes, you want to see the good movie. But if you've just had a terrible day and (laughs) you just want to come home and kick back and relax, you want to watch Tom Atkins drink Miller Lite and hit on every woman in the movie, and then you want to see Halloween 3. Gosh, am I, I am it. I am I waffling too much? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, no, it's cr- I feel me like up. I'm uh, I'm I'm Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress. No, no, you're good. Just to take a an odd sip of water. Did you see that? But, but there's a meme online of him taking a drink of water, and it oh, said really? it's like it's like watch Mark Zuckerberg take his first drink of water and his reaction to water, and it's just weird. Like you know, he's like beyond nervous taking a drink of this water. Oh yeah, and he looks at the water like. That was refreshing, and then he puts it down. Very, it's like it's odd. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm. There's moments where you're glad you're not a huge, gigantic celebrity or someone yeah. who has billions of dollars, and that's a moment where I'm watching that, going, "I'm glad I'm not that guy." <laughs> <laughs> Having to answer these people's questions, these seventy year old guys asking you questions that they're, that they're not framing up appropriately. So, do, do you think oh, they'll yeah. make a the Social Network too? That's like you know. <laughs> time to see Quentin or something like that. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, by so- the way, before we go, I got to say one thing: the 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 mo- the the tra- the serial with um um Leonard Nimoy is called Zombies of the Stratosphere. Oh, Whoa. that is gold. Yes, Zombies so of the Stratosphere. Wow, that's zombies. awesome. I I love I love, love Nimoy, man. Like I, I'll watch him in just about anything. So, oh yeah, beautiful. Well, what have you been into lately, Kevin? Tell us something off the beaten track. A book, a movie, a um, uh, video game. Not sure if you play video games. A uh, you know anything? What have you been into? Right. Like a TV show? Well, you know what? I I've, I have been. My son and I watch. If he's nine, we watch TV together, and, and he likes to watch. He likes to binge watch shows. So we're watching Monk right now, oh, which cool. is of course Tony Shalhoub's oh, yeah. series. That's very mainstream, but I also find really bizarre, uh, strange stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. As obviously, because yes. I'm talking about Terry. Yeah, and the you Pirates. brought this to us. <laughs> uh, but I, I've been watching some weird British stuff on on Netflix. As much as Netflix can be kind of garbage selection, they import some bizarre stuff. And I, the two shows I've been watching, and they're short. There's not very many episodes of them, but one of them is called Toast of London, and it stars. Uh, Matt Berry, who's who would play Douglas Renham on the IT crowd as a stage actor in London. It's sort of irreverent and silly, and it and it kind of has a bit of the IT crowd flavor to it. Uh, but I've also watched a show called Pompadou, which stars <laughs> Matt Lucas from Doctor Who. He played Nerdall in Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi, <laughs> and he 
plays an aristocrat who lives in a trailer in the park uh, who there's no dialogue. It's all like nonsense gibberish. And it is the most bizarre show you're going to see. There's only six episodes of it. Pompadou? But it's wildly entertaining. Pompadou. P-O-M-P. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. A-D-I-O-U, I think. That's my, um, that's going to be my, uh, <laughs> my Brian Setzer Orchestra Band uh, cover band. It's my tribute band, Pompadou. Pompadou. Pompadou and a Pompadou. That's interesting. And yeah, it's, it, this theme song has him and his dog and his man service sing, singing. The, and it's, it's. My, I play it loud when my wife comes in and she gets mad at me. She's like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so your your show, um, like like nation, you know, coast to coast, basically, uh, it's just nationwide, your show. Um, I love listening to it. It is on in our market here around Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. and That's it's right. on a bunch of yeah. other stations. So, uh, folks, uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, Fat Guys at the Movies. Um Anything big coming out in the theaters you're pumped for to watch? Well, there's this little independent film called Avengers Infinity War. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. You may have heard of it. I don't know. Go, they, they, they had go a, support those guys. They had, a movie that, they had another Avengers movie earlier this year that made a little bit of money, I think. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but that one's a big one. I'm avoiding any kind of spoilers for that one. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm punching people in the face if they even mention it to me okay. uh, until I see the press screening. And then, of course, I'm very much looking forward to Solo. Yeah, see I am what too. Ron Howard does. Yes, yeah, he had to come in and save the day. Um, yeah. He had to be swashbuckling on, into his own right to uh, save the day. So, but yeah, man. Um, well, we're so appreciative of you being willing to come on. Um, you're always welcome. Uh, you've got a. You told me about Terry and the Pirates last time. Now you've got to drum up something else for your next appearance. And <laughs> I'll uh, find something. Can I find something even more bizarre? Please Let's see do. If I can. Please do. Um, we would love it. So, um, you, my friend are awesome Thank and you. uh you. just uh keep in touch with us uh if you have anything uh you need help with uh like uh going to the jungle uh and you need to find you know <laughs> an asianish yeah jungle. an asianish jungle to find uh, a doctor friend of yours we could uh we'll, we'll go along with you whenever i have to fight half cast and guys in gorilla suits i'll give you a call <laughs> i'll carry your bags and it'll be awesome Kevin, thanks so thanks so much, man. <laughs> we'll see you, brother. Thank you. All right. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.